My name is Scott Challoner and you are listening to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on a warm spring morning here in the capital as the lighter nights are really starting to come in now. And I'm delighted to say that joining me on today's show to hopefully add even more brightness to affairs today is John Hayes, CEO and owner of GMS Limited. This business is a management consultancy incorporated in 2017, which provides client project management services and training in the UK infrastructure and construction sectors. Um, John, very warm welcome to yourself today. And by all means, thank you for joining us. No problem at all, Scott. I'm looking forward to the discussion. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this um, as well. So I've obviously given a very brief overview of uh, GMS Limited and what it is that you do there, John. But just to contextualise for the listeners, do you feel free to sort of expand upon that? Because it's a very global brand now, GMS, isn't it? It is, yes. And and it's been established, as you said in your introduction, Scott, since uh, 2017. Um, We are, as you quite rightly said, a management consultant focused primarily industry, but there are offshoots that have commenced uh, the COVID pandemic, which I can expand about later on. But primarily the business has three strands globally. Uh, we offer project management services uh, for fundamentally clients that need a constructed to incorporate their technology. And uh, we'll... Uh, uh, in the States, uh, in Europe, uh, and UK. And what we offer is a structured project management service throughout the whole construction project from the uh, light bulb inception moment uh, through to pre-construction, uh, through construction uh, and handover and completion, then in a review at the end of the project to uh, incorporate improvements. So it's a complete life cycle offering and it's very client focused. So. In essence, I'm educating clients that may not understand the construction process and assisting them on their journey from uh, cradle to grave. Uh, the second strand, which uh, is currently being rolled out in the UK and the Middle East and North Africa, is our uh, educational and training services. And we really focus on awareness and acting as a companion uh, for our clients. And we introduce them to uh, construction contracts, uh, stakeholder management. Uh, the importance of planning uh, and the importance of behaviours. And one important attribute of that uh, strand of our business is uh, the construction is, is very, very nomadic and transient. So people come and go, things move about, the pandemic and current situations have had a, an impact on that. So uh, we kind of really prioritise understanding the behaviours of getting the best out of the stakeholders to a project. Mm. Uh, and the final strand is, is dispute resolution. We, we are fundamentally a dispute avoidance organization. So when problems arise on complex projects with a myriad of stakeholders, uh, we act as uh, mediators and resolvers, and I'm an accredited mediator as well, uh, to make sure that problems are resolved just efficiently and effectively so that the behaviors can be a that can, can be improved for the future. So they're the three strands of our business, Scott, that we focus on globally at the moment. Yeah, fantastic. And just going back to sort of before the business sort of came about, um, you held a number of director roles as in quite big firms, which I can imagine sort of really prepared you for the foundation of your own company. Did you always kind of know that sort of going into leadership for yourself in that sense and building your own business from zero revenue from the ground up, did you always know that that was going to be the way for you? I think for 
because for me personally, because I started in the construction industry when I was 16 and I'm now 55, I've had nearly 40 years in the industry working at many levels. And I ended up in a fairly senior positions with, with global construction organizations. So I understood uh, their needs, their desires, their wants. Uh, and I thought that I had the experience to offer them the niche service of a hands-on resolution uh, to their problems. So I had the client base, Scott. I had the contacts, uh, but then obviously creating the brand and selling the brand uh, does take just hard graft. It's a very, very reputationally driven business. Uh, mm-hmm. Our brand is incredibly important, and repeat work is is the core of the business at the moment. There's there's very little advertising necessary. Of course, uh, the website needs to look uh, the part and uh, communications and uh, emails and, uh, and other technology uh, needs to be adopted to make this efficient and effective. But uh, I did have the base contacts, I suppose, and then by sort of proving our added value, it's a very output-driven management consultancy. We're about changing things and making improvements. And when that becomes visible to clients, then then you get repeat work. And, and the same logic applied to the training strands because it's a very hands-on, proactive awareness training model where we do move away from uh, the academic side of education but focus on practical problems, behaviors, and solutions. Again, if we make a difference, then we get repeat work. Uh, and, and, and needless to say, and I suppose obviously with the dispute resolution side of things, uh, if you manage to solve the dispute and mediate the disputes and relationships are improved, then again, the repeat business comes through. But what, what I've been very focused on, Scott, is just sticking with the three strands. It's very tempting uh, to go off at angles and look at other opportunities. But for me, getting those three strands of the business established has been key. And, and that's all we really, really focus on, uh, to be honest with you. And for the foreseeable future, uh, that's where I think we're going to uh, stay, stay in it and expand on, the, on those three uh, business lines. Yeah, exactly right. I imagine that's going to hold you in a good stead for the uh, the future. And you've certainly overcome, I imagine, your sort of fair share of challenges uh, to date as well with sort of everything that the last couple of years has thrown at us with the COVID pandemic. And I do want to touch on that as well during the discussion. Um, how did that sort of throw up kind of an operational challenge for you, would you say? And how did you try and get around those challenges if there were any? Well, the, the major sort of day-to-day change was in the sort of awareness training strand which changed from being a face-to-face offering which which i was really passionate about because you can't be talking to the whites of each other's eyes and sharing knowledge with people face to face well obviously that came to an abrupt halt so uh, uh the necessity uh, uh came to uh start using teams zooms microsoft any other platforms that i had all my clients had uh, but of course, the other problem was I was training people that were also new to these platforms and the like. And, and it, it's a bit impersonal. It was very difficult at first, staring at a screen, knowing that people were on the other side, but trying to keep the enthusiasm alive. But now, now it actually works out quite well because I can offer clients the choice of the face-to-face or uh, the platforms. But I really do uh, promote the face-to-face, and I think I always mm. will. As far as the dispute resolution strand, well, behaviors did change and have changed during the pandemic. You know, there's no doubt 
about it that we we all have to live through an incredibly challenging period where you know disputes that would have been resolved face to face couldn't be uh, where people were dealing via emails and, and short voice messages and text where as we all know messages get misconstrued and misunderstood if you can't talk them through so the dispute side of, of things became uh, problematic but again <clears throat> by using the platforms and and trying to verbalize more uh, thing, things you know improved so again it's another dual strand we can offer now with the face-to-face mediation for example and the online uh, mediation dispute resolution um, as far as the project management is concerned well that did become very difficult there was organizations in schemes that had to furlough staff there was organizations that had to streamline their businesses they still had uh, contractual commitments there was issues with kind of things such as covid claims and covid entitlements contractually government grants and funds lots of added complications but uh, i think probably a result of uh, uh, my slight stubbornness and age you just have to get stuck in and try and resolve uh, the project management issues as best you can now we're coming out of covid you can see that there's actually a strange environment where that there's an enthusiasm to ramp things up very very quickly uh, but construction is complicated when you're dealing with projects with many many stakeholders and consultants uh, end users and the like uh, all the enthusiasm needs to be controlled so it's a balancing act it kind of needs a, a very calm head without sounding too egotistical and and just an approach to the sensible resolution of the problems. The resolution and the project management and the training are all the same, Scott. It's Mm. just the boundaries and the environment has changed. Um, What's going on in Europe at the moment, well, that's going to have an impact on uh, construction inflation, uh, on costs uh, and the like. And again, it's going to be very challenging for organizations that have contracted to carry out work that are going to be carried out during that phase because of course we don't actually know what these inflationary impacts are going to be of the pandemic or what's happening in eastern europe at the moment so challenging times ahead but i think i'm just in the very fortunate position scott of having three business streams that are all necessary um i just make sure well i have to make sure i'm selective of not um over committing uh, and and really managing the work outputs to meet with the challenges and I suppose a final point business planning becomes very difficult uh, when you don't know uh, how long a problem is going to resolve and just a quick example of that um, resolving a dispute face to face may take four or five hours at a Mm. fixed time with a bit of preparation for example resolving a dispute remotely may take one day two days three days depends when people are available so you've got to kind of incorporate all that in your business model and and just try and keep costs at a sensible rate for your clients. Yeah, exactly. It almost promises a real change in kind of leadership style and approach in that sense, doesn't it? And um, obviously, given that we've talked about the fact that we've kind of lurched from one crisis and almost into another as far as construction's concerned, when you're sort of faced with major challenges kind of in succession like this, is it easy both sort of in-house and in terms of facing your clients to sort of maintain morale in that sense and keep productivity as high as it is and help your clients as best you can? I think uh, maintaining morale and behaviours are incredibly uh, important, 
personally speaking, I'm very aware of the transition curve when people go through change in a normal environment. I understand and the business understands that when people are faced with change, often a reaction to that is uh, frustration at the change. You know, why are things happening? I've always done things this way. And then people then may get a bit bitter and they may not want to integrate. And if they do integrate the change and they give it a go, then in many cases, the changes are kind of life-changing. You know, you, you actually change yourself and you don't realize until you've made an effort to change that, that things, you know, in, in the new way of working can be better. So that conventional transition curve has always been there. It's just that the pandemic has made it that much more challenging because people maybe, and I'm generalizing a bit now, Scott, have had a bit more time at home to overthink things, to overanalyze things, mm. whereas in business conventionally, you just press on and do what you've got to do. A lot of what we do, we do intuitively. But the pandemic has put lots of pressure on families, children, uh, 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 the work colleagues, just the environment and not being able to get to the office and not to be able to communicate with your colleagues. So I think for me, Scott, understanding that everybody has been through some element of change and when I'm talking to them, you know, compassion is important understanding is important but but ultimately there's problems that need resolving so having a a, a sensible uh, grown-up attitude to the issues is 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 very very necessary it certainly is absolutely right and i imagine that of course gms limited is going to be playing a huge part in resolving sort of those issues of the future on behalf of its clients and talking about the future just before we um, start to think about wrapping things up on the uh, the program today um, what are some of your plans initially over the uh, the next 12 months as we sort of try and get to grips with this sort of new sort of landscape we're finding ourselves in? And what are indeed going to be uh, your focus? I can imagine the uh, the three strands are certainly going to play a very big part. The three strands will play a very big part. What we're doing is we're actually defining the three strands to be a lot more focused and efficient in what we do. So, for example, with the client project management services, we're moving towards focusing on client renewable energy works because, you know, we know that building uh, waste to energy plants, gasification plants, solar, that sort of stuff is going to be incredibly important for the economy and the environment. We're looking at focusing our training uh, uh, more differently on the main contracting, subcontracting side of things, and that's to ensure that we get a rounded view of the industry. So rather than uh, the more corporate client training, we're beginning to focus more on uh, the subcontractors, main contractors' needs and requirements. And as far as the dispute resolution is concerned, we're, we're kind of moving away from uh, the more legalistic resolution, and we're beginning to focus more on uh, alternative dispute resolution protocols and processes. And that could include uh, mediation, and that could just include uh, resolution discussions that we kind of evolve and create dependent on the client. If the client's got a continual type of uh, dispute that, that they want to stop happening, then we're, we're trying to offer more focused services. So the future looks like more redefining the three strands to give them more definition uh, and, and I suppose to conclude Scott to just carry on what we're doing satisfying clients and expanding in the right way uh, not not too fast uh, not too slow 
Uh, and that's a difficult uh, position to gauge, but just just growing uh, sensibly and carefully. And I suppose finally, we do want to continue offering that. And, I, and I'm not one for sort of phrases and cliches, but it's that kind of niche, boutique specialist service. We don't want to get too large that we we forget that personal niche offering. So uh, in a summary, that that that's the plan for the foreseeable future for the next year or two. That, that's the direction of travel. Yeah, absolutely. And some really important elements there as well, that sort of transition to sort of redefine the three strands, but also as well kind of making sure that the growth is measured and balanced because sort of making sure that you're not growing at too fast a rate is one of the most difficult things to sort of get right in their business. And uh, last thing now, John, just before I uh, do let you go, um, having sort of bounced back from redundancy at the age of 30, built your own successful business. Just for any entrepreneurs out there that might be thinking of starting out themselves with a company or organization of their own that may be tuning into this, um, what big piece of advice would you give people like that to really get them on the road to success based on your own experiences? I think there's two um, important things that I really recommend. And the first one relates to this transition, you will when you start up with a great idea and you get a business set up, you will have a period initially, in my experience, where you start having doubts, you start having concerns, you know, the trigger points maybe when you start having, you know, maybe interrupted sleep, you know, at that moment, one, keep going and don't give up. Secondly, communicate with people, network with people, network with people that have got businesses uh, innovative startup businesses, for example, because you'll very, very quickly find people that are going through the same thing, uh, and it, and it's always, always good to talk. And the the second point I'm making is, you know, at the beginning, really try as best you can to define what your business offering is. So, taking my three strands, for example, try and work out your own business offering, and try and maybe do something different. Try and do something that's an output-based business that you're just trying to add value where you think there's a bit of a gap in the market. And then just just go for it uh, in a proper professional way and always be professional. They're they're the two sort of key elements of advice I'd recommend, Scott. But, of course, there's a bucket full of of things to to know and learn. But I Mm. think those two would put everybody in a good stead in the concept stage of their business development. Exactly. And um, I think that's very, very sound advice indeed. Puts people on a very good footing. So uh, that's absolutely fantastic. John, thank you for uh, for that. And um, best of luck as well with the, the plans for sort of the uh, the tentative expansion of the uh, the business, keeping everything balanced and sort of that transition over. It's really exciting times, it seems. And I'd actually relish the opportunity even to welcome you back onto the show, maybe at some point in future, just to catch up and see how sort of all of that is going for you. That's great, Scott. Thank you very much for inviting me. And I look forward to talking to you in the future. It's been a real pleasure, John. And uh, do take care and do stay safe with all that's still going on by any means. It was a real pleasure welcoming John Hayes, owner and founder of GMS Limited, onto today's show. And I do hope that everybody tuning in thoroughly enjoyed the interview. If you run your own business or organisation which you feel has its own story of success and innovation to share with us here at the Leaders Council, then by all means we also want to hear from you. So why not also apply to be on the show via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply because we certainly love to hear your story also. Until next time, to all of our regular listeners, you've been listening to the Leaders Council podcast with your host Scott Challoner. Take care and goodbye.